Hey, this is Lexi. Book me for singing, songwriting, engineering, vocal production, and lessons through social media at LexiATL. Email at LexiSolo at gmail.com. Text at 404-692-1299 or go to my website, LexiATL.com. Right now, you're tuned into my podcast, Lex Chat, which is a show dedicated to music and entertainment, where we talk about the industry and the business, and we help each other to become better artists. You can catch these chats live on Instagram at LexiATL, that's at L-E-X-C-A-T-L, to be part of the conversation, or just catch the replays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Whether you're watching or listening, please like, subscribe, follow, and engage with the content by leaving comments and reviews. If you'd like to go the extra mile in supporting me, then please do so by going to patreon.com slash LexiATL, where you can pay a small monthly subscription because every little bit truly does help. This week on Lex Chat, we're talking about Beyonce and the Renaissance World Tour of 2023. I went to the Atlanta show. I went by myself because I didn't ask around to see who could come and I wanted to buy two tickets so that I could invite someone, but... Her tickets are like mad expensive and legit. That probably would have cost me close to $1,000 to make that happen. So I went by myself, (laughs) but I did have an amazing time and I want to talk to you about the show and how it affects me as an artist, as well as to just give Beyonce her props and her flowers. She is the best for a reason. She is the standard for a reason. And she's a reminder of what to strive for in this industry if you're a music artist. So if this sounds like a conversation you'd be interested in hearing more about, please stay tuned. Hey, this is Lexi, and you're listening to my song, It's a Good Day, We Outside, featuring iWordplay from my album, Love Reset. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Are we really sure? Before we kick off the show, let's give a shout out to the sponsors. Shout out to my patrons, Mr. Flat Shoals and Eldon Cleary. Thank you guys so much for supporting me in a way that I can feel. If you are watching or listening and you would like to become a patron to support me as well, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash LexiATL and make a monthly pledge. To become a sponsor to advertise your services or products on the podcast, you can contact me through Instagram at LexiATL. That's at L-E-X-C-A-T-L. Send me an email at LexiSolo at gmail.com or send me a text to 404-692-1299. Thank you to all my sponsors. Let's get into some announcements. Remember that my album Love Reset is available everywhere and you can buy physical copies on my website at LexiATL.com. I know, I know people don't really do CDs. Some people's cars don't even have CD players anymore. Uh, But my friend has a fairly new BMW that's maybe five years old and he said his still has a CD player in it. So I think that's really awesome. And um, even if you don't have a CD player, instead of us being so consumed with the digital, it's nice to have some hard physical copies in hand. And that's how I remember experiencing CDs. So I just want us to kind of get back to experiencing physically touching the packaging of the music. And so if that's something that's interesting to you and you want to support me, you know, rap two bands with one 
wait, rap two bands, rap two stacks on one band. That's what I'm trying to say. Instead of saying kill two birds with one stone, that's just so violent. I've decided to say I'm going to rap two stacks with one band. I think it's a cool saying. But anyway, yeah, you can do that by going to my website, LexiATL.com. It's the very first thing. As soon as you go on there, I would greatly appreciate it. And you could also check out some of the other merchandise that I have. I got hats. I got wristbands. Uh, I don't think I have my lighters on the website, but also got t-shirts and some other cool things, Lexi posters on the website. So if that's interesting to you, again, you can find all of that, LexiATL.com. I'm going to give y'all a little update. Um, by the time this comes out, the coffee date will have gone already, but the next coffee date um, is going to be the first Sundays of the month. So the next one is going to be Sunday, October 1st. Okay. Sunday, October 1st is going to be the next coffee date. And a coffee date is just, I decided to do virtually because I guess showing up in person is too much pressure, pressure for some people. So I made it virtual through a zoom link and it's just creatives coming together, bouncing ideas off of one another. So I hope y'all can join me. Um, for those joining live, there's a coffee date coming up this Sunday, September 3rd, I believe is that date. Yep. And uh, if you miss this one, then I'm going to do them the first Sunday of every month. The next one is going to be October 1st, Sunday, October 1st. Just check out my website, Lexi ATL, um, for updates on the time and to get access to the link for the coffee date. I also want to talk to y'all about the We Outside workout. The We Outside workout. Um, I tried my first one. What was this past Sunday, the 27th of August, as of the time of this recording? And um, eww, I had absolutely nobody show up. <laughs> absolutely nobody. So that's a little embarrassing for me. I did do a little bit of promotion, but not a lot. Um, so, you know, that's on me. I didn't really make it clear to people. Um, it is what it is. I did it at Piedmont Park and I hoped that some people showed up. I made it available on my website, you know, under the touring dates or whatever, just so people could see like what I'm up to basically. Um, I had a couple of RSVPs, but nobody, nobody showed up. It was just me. So I parked and I rode one of those motorized scooters to Piedmont Park and I actually really enjoyed myself. It really was a good day despite not having anybody else to work out with. I didn't actually work out, but I took the opportunity to explore Piedmont Park a little bit and to just have fun exploring, which is something I don't get to do for myself very often. Um, I don't just go do fun things, but there was like some family festival happening at Piedmont Park and there was the botanical gardens are connected to it. And I rode past one of the installations. You could see it from the sidewalk it's like a troll installation that they have. It's like a troll in the garden and he's about to like pick up a car. It was very cute. And I just had a really good time. The scooter went so fast. That was my first time riding one. However, it cost me $26 for one hour. I was not expecting it to be that much, but it's 44 cents per minute. They do not charge you by the mile. They charge you per minute. And um, I spent almost an hour out there, which, you know, if you want a cute, fun date for you and somebody else, I guess plan for like you, if you don't even have to ride the entire time like I did, I just was enjoying being a kid again and being on the scooter and it was a lot of fun. And uh, it's it could be a really cute idea for a date, assuming that the weather is nice. Or I think the next time, the next place I would wanna do that would probably be the Beltline in Atlanta. Um, it was a lot of fun. And I was by myself and I took a cute little picture to show that I was there, I haven't posted it yet, but I will post it. And yeah, it was a good time. So <laughs> the next one that I'm going to attempt, and Piedmont Park was filled with activity, but the next one that I'm going to attempt is going to be the last Sunday of the month. So the last Sunday of this month was uh, the 27th of August, it's September now, but the last Sunday of September falls on the 24th. Okay. Sunday, the 24th is going to be the next one. 
I'm just gonna keep them coming. Um, we're gonna say Piedmont Park. I parked at Ansley Mall, that was free. So if you worried about parking, and nobody messed with my car, it was fine. If you're worried about parking, that might be good. You'll have to walk up to Piedmont Park though, so just keep out for that, but it was fun other than that. So yeah, the next coffee date is Sunday, October 1st. The next We Outside workout is going to be Sunday, September 24th. So y'all keep that in mind. Now let's get into the meat and potatoes of today's topic. Cookies, water said, let's go walk up Stone Mountain. That would be cute too. You know what? Maybe for the next We Outside, instead of doing like the park, we'll do like different locations. So Stone Mountain is a good one. Um, Another one after that, I could probably do Kennesaw Mountain. Another one after that, I could probably say, meet me at Silver Comet Trail and we can rent bikes and go riding, something like that. Maybe, maybe people just want it to be fun because an outdoor workout can be kind of intimidating. But anyway, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this Lex Chat today. I need to talk to y'all, finally need to talk to y'all about Beyonce. That's right. Beyonce and I'm just adding one more thing feeling inspired by her I really am and I was thinking to myself while the theme song was playing the theme song of this podcast is actually a song that I produced like I did the the instrumentation for it's called Lexi she working and this was around the time that diva came out or I was just producing it with diva in mind as inspiration. So it came out, it came out very much Beyonce, which I think is very fitting for this episode. But um, let's talk about Beyonce. And anybody who's watching live on Instagram, let me know if y'all have any questions about the concert. Help me out, be my co-producers on the show. Uh, Maurice Beats says, Beyonce has a special talent, I agree. DJ65789, she going to be out here on Labor Day. Yeah, it's her birthday, September 4th. I'm jealous, I'm jealous. And everybody's wearing silver. But uh, I'm gonna get into it. So I wanna give y'all an overview. I went to the Renaissance show. Uh, It was the third night of her Atlanta leg. So she did three shows in Atlanta. I went to the one on August 14th, which was a Monday. I had a great time. The venue that she did it at was the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which I found out holds 71,000 seats. (laughs) And it was packed, okay? It was packed. There was one section behind the stage that they closed off because obviously you wouldn't be able to see the show from there, but that maybe took out 1,000 seats, maybe the entire, all of the seats were filled, okay? It was surprising to me that people took a really long time to come in, like my ticket, I got my ticket on Ticketmaster, well, SeatGeek, and then they transferred it over to Ticketmaster so I could claim it off Ticketmaster. The ticket was $300, $311 after taxes and fees and whatever. Um, I'm gonna get into that. Or did I say that in the intro? I did. But the ticket was $300. And yeah, Ticketmaster. My ticket said that the show started at 7. The show was going to start at 7. Ticketmaster said it was going to start at 8. But she didn't go on until 9 o'clock. I'm not worried about that. I got there. I got there pretty early thinking that the crowd was going to be bad. But it actually wasn't that bad. Um, There were people walking in at like 8 o'clock walking in. I'm like, what is wrong with (laughs) y'all? What is wrong with you people? Maybe she could have started a little sooner if y'all would have came in on time, at least came in at seven to be ready for eight o'clock show. But anyway, it was great. Um, so yeah, the venue was Mercedes Benz stadium that holds 71,000 seats almost except for the section that was blocked off. I know for a fact there had to be 70,000 people in that building, 70,000 people. The setup and the stage, there was a large LED screen behind her. And this is the great thing about Beyonce's shows. I wanna move this closer to me for some reason. This is the great thing about Beyonce's shows. Her production is madness. 
A lot of y'all may not know when I was in college, no, when I had just, just gotten out of college, I worked for a company called Crew One, which I think was in partnership with Live Nation. And it's basically a contracting job where you set up and break down concerts, whatever concerts were coming into town, you set up and you break down for the show. One time I got to break down for the Formation World Tour. So that's how long ago that was. And the breakdown took eight hours. It took eight hours to break down Beyonce's setup. And I think back then she's always, as, as much as I can remember, she loves to do the big LED screen, the big LED screen. So um, I got very lucky that night. I saw her in person that night and I saw Mama Tina and I saw Jay-Z and Monica was there and 2 Chains was there. And I saw all of them and I got to see a little bit of the show because we have to come in a little bit before the show ends so that we can start breaking down immediately after they get off of stage. Um, and she walked by and she said, hey y'all. And she smiled. She looked tired, but she was so cute in her basketball shorts and like a, a sweat, a sweat, sweat top, a hoodie, like a sweatshirt hoodie. Oh my gosh. And she's tall. She's tall. She must be like five, nine. Jay-Z was there. He's really tall. Um, the security guard was like, hey, she's about to walk by. Just do me a favor. Don't do anything. You can wave, but just, just don't move from where you are. Because I think I was sitting in a golf cart with some of the other people I was working with. And she walked by and she said hello. Back then, like Instagram was pretty new. I had a janky little phone that was overheating for some reason. So I couldn't get a video in time. Oh, well, but it was it was a highlight of my night. Second highlight of my night that night is I was assigned to work in her dressing room. I was assigned to break down Beyonce's dressing room at the Formation World Tour in Atlanta. And I felt like I made it. I felt like I got to see, I got to have like an inside look into how Beyonce likes to keep her space when it comes to her show dates. And, um, where was this one at? This was whatever stadium used to be there before Mercedes Benz. I don't even know anymore. It was so long ago, but it was like white sheer curtains everywhere. Um, there was like a shag rug, black and white couch. Jay-Z, I'm sure they were smoking cigars. They had a, a leftover cigar. They had a full spread of food and I, whoever was working, they left her chest of clothes. So I got to see, it was like a big box of where she kept all of her outfits. And it was just, it was just inspirational to see. So fast forward to this. Um, oh, I said all that to say that it took maybe two, three hours to break down her dressing room in the back. And after that, we had to go help them break down the framework of the stage. So there's different departments, there's audio, there's video, there's stage. And I'm sure there are a few others. And then like the people who do um, the trusses and they actually rig up the speakers and all of that, that's actually audio, but only certain people can go up that high. But anyway, um, yeah, most of it was done, but the framework still had to be taken apart. And that took eight hours. Like we got in, I think we started at like 11 or midnight. And we didn't finish until eight in the morning and I had to be to work at nine. I didn't go to sleep and uh, yeah, it was crazy. Sounds exciting. It was very exciting. It was very, 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 very exciting. So yeah, fast forward to this, um, this show, The Renaissance. I can only imagine how crazy the setup and the breakdown for that stage was because I wanna say there was either two or four audio towers that they hoisted up and they rigged to hang from the ceiling pointing to each corner of the stadium so there's this big long stage it must have been like 50 to 100 feet long and then they have the huge led screens that covers the entire width of the stage and then there's one removable or just movable part of the stage that's around um like a half moon kind of situation, right? Everything is LED. 
and then there's a long runway that must be at least 100 feet long and at the end of the runway there's a circle platform and then there's an outer circle around that the inner circle that's where the club renaissance section was and uh didn't sit there because those were some really expensive tickets i think i saw they were like three to five thousand dollars for one ticket and uh no no beyonce you will not you will not get my future tax return money that's what she did for formation world tour she waited until tax return season to announce her concert because she knew people were gonna blow their check on her and it's worth it i would do it again uh but anyway cookies water says and beyonce is her personality people can sing but personality make you the greatest maurice b says i have a question so when it's your time to perform at mercedes-benz how would you like your setup to be i don't know yet I don't know yet, but I definitely would take, I, Beyonce is not the right person to study right now. Like for where I am right now, I got basic stages. Okay. What's up DJ Hard Knocks? How you doing? I got basic stages right now. When I make it to that Beyonce level though, she is a case to study. All right. She is a case to study. Um, so back to the overview, right? This is supposed to be an overview anyway. There was no opener and thank God, I don't need an opener for Beyonce. I don't care. This is a Beyonce, I came for Beyonce. I don't care about nobody else. I was so happy she did not have an opener. Um, there was a DJ who played for the first, for an hour before she went on. If she did have an opener, the only people that make sense in my mind which I later found out that they did attend one of the concerts. They didn't come to the Monday night show, but the only people in my mind that would have made sense to open for Beyonce would have been Chloe and Hallie. If there was anybody else, hang it up. I don't care. You're not Beyonce. I don't care. So I was very happy that nobody opened for her because I didn't want to see it. Um, let's see. She went on at about nine o'clock. She went on for, you know what? Jay-Z makes sense too. Thank you, DJ65789. Surprise, Jay-Z didn't open for her. That would have made sense. That The only acceptable people, Chloe, Holly, Jay-Z, that's it. So it was just all her. That's dope. Yup, she needs to sign her own artist. Mm, why do you say that, Cookies Water? But yeah, I, I was really happy nobody opened for her. Uh, the show started at nine, about nine o'clock, a two hour nonstop production show. And I want to get into the pre excitement for this show. So even though I went alone, I still put myself in full concert mode, which is something I haven't done in a very long time. Not a super long time. No, a very long time. Cause I saw Alicia Keys last year and I don't think I got into full concert mode for that. And I did have somebody to go with for that Alicia Keys concert. Side note, let me tell y'all how much of a fan of Alicia Keys I am. Her show, which was the Alicia tour, Alicia Keys tour, Keys. Um, it was supposed to be July of 2020. Pandemic hit, concert got canceled. They pushed that show back for two years and those people asked me, do you want a refund back? I said, no, I want my ticket. I want to see Alicia Keys. I'll wait. <laughs> and so I finally got to see her last year and that was great. Very much worth it. I saw her at Chastain Park, but I didn't go full concert mode like I did with Beyonce. But also they're two different vibes, right? Alicia is more chill. She's calm. She's even not hippie, but earthy. You know what I mean? She's a certain type of spirit and it's just a more relaxed environment. Whereas with Beyonce, there's like a clear cut, like the whole culture surrounding this Renaissance tour is something that's really exciting, exciting for me because if y'all have been listening to me for a little bit, y'all know that I have not been excited by any music I've been hearing. And to tell on myself, I did not listen to the Renaissance album before buying tickets for this show. But I'm such a Beyonce fan that I don't I didn't care. I didn't care. Because it counts to buy a ticket to go see the artist, even if you didn't listen to the music. I'm gonna hear this, I'm gonna hear the songs when I get there. And it's Beyonce. I know what type of show she's gonna put on. She's amazing. So I didn't listen to the album prior. 
Um, but the whole culture around this experience. So one of the points that I put in here is that there's like a, a unification of the fan base. And something that was really exciting for me was looking at all of the clips and seeing the social media. Um, as soon as I heard that the world tour was going out and like tickets were available for sale, I was like, oh, I thought about asking someone, but I didn't want to go through. I just didn't want to go through that. And like I said, the tickets were very expensive. My ticket alone was 300. I can only imagine it would have been up to a thousand dollars almost, or just under a thousand to secure two tickets. So I made sure I was secure, but I got my tickets immediately. And just seeing all of the clips before the show, that did not ruin the show at all. And I think it was really cool how social media, right? There's a dress code that's encouraged. Right now it's silver. Like that's always been a theme, but there is a club renaissance dress code that Beyonce wants you to show up as. And the thing that's really dope about seeing all the clips going around social media is you get to see the kind of costumes that she's wearing in other cities. You get to see the kind of props that she has and the colors that she's wearing and you just kind of emulate that. But Club Renaissance, it's it's loud, it's sparkly, it's shiny, it's even drag in some instance. But surprisingly, there was not a crazy drag audience. I was really worried about this, honestly, because I've been hearing that this was, the, not to be offensive to anybody, but I've been hearing that this was the gayest concert Beyonce has ever done because some people feel like she was catering to the gay community, the LGBTQ, LGBT, LGBT, I'm gonna just say LGBTQIA plus community. Um, but no, it, it wasn't, it was just, if anything, if I had to put a timestamp, like y'all ever heard of like Studio 54 in Hollywood or LA, like back in the 70s, 80s, 90s at all the, I, I imagine it would be something like that. It's just come to the club, shiny, bright, looking good. And everybody really showed up. Um, of course, there were a lot of gay people there, but everybody looked great. The energy was amazing. And um, like I said, the social media leading up to it, there was a dress code, there was an expectation. And I found myself wanting to look good for Beyonce. I got nosebleeds tickets, y'all. <laughs> she not gonna see me way up in section 24, no, section 301, row 24, seat six. She not gonna, <laughs> she not gonna see me, she not gonna hear me, but I wanted to look good for Beyonce. I got my tickets, I went to the mall, I shopped for an outfit, I bought a new outfit for Beyonce, okay? The outfit cost me like $80. I wondered, I wrote it down somewhere, I think, where I actually did a tally of how much I spent on the Beyonce concert. Let me see if I have it. Hold on, give me a moment. It might not be in here. It would have showed up by now if it was. Oh, it might be in my other notebook. Hold on. It's in my finance notebook. Let me see. September expenses. Beyonce concert spending. $202.80 plus the ticket, which was like 311. So that's $513. Let's just say I spent $500 for Beyonce. Yeah, let's say that I spent $500 for Beyonce. So I went shopping for a specific outfit and there was nothing like, I I tried, there was one store that I went to and they usually are on point, but there was just nothing in there and everything that they were selling, it was like ridiculous prices for little bitty pieces of fabric and something that I'm not gonna wear past that night. So. The outfit that I decided on, it's like um, pants and a b- bikini bra type of thing. Um, camo ripped je- camo ripped jeans, camo distressed jeans, and then camo bra top. And I paired, um, I already had some silver wristbands. I had silver rings. I bought a necklace. It was a baby girl necklace from an Aliyah collection of all things. I thought that was perfect. And I bought a hat with the shiny rhinestones. 
I'm going to insert pictures. So y'all got, y'all just got to catch the recap of this. If you didn't catch it live, catch the recap and you will see all of the imagery that I'm telling you about. So I bought a whole outfit. Um, I got my eyebrows done. I bought a clear bag because the policy at the Mercedes Benz stadium, you can't have bags that security can't see through. It's a security thing. So I went to Walmart and found a cute little bag for like $12, you know, uh, the Marta train ticket for a round trip ticket was $6. I was not about to pay parking to go and, uh, fight in traffic for what? No. And the train was surprisingly so easy to ride. I got there. I'm only 15 minute train ride away from the Mercedes Benz stadium. Like that's crazy. I drive 15 minutes down the road to go to the train station. And then it's a 15 minute train ride, train ride to get to the stadium. And then it's just a short walk from there because the Marta station goes directly under where the stadium is. There's Mercedes Benz stadium. And then there's a state farm arena and like Georgia world Congress center. And it takes you right there. It's a very short walk. I can't believe how easy it was. And I actually showed up too early thinking that it was going to be a crazy crowd, but I got there right as the door, like maybe like an hour before they opened the door to the Mercedes Benz stadium and started letting everybody in. So yeah. Oh, I had water there. And then I bought a donut after the show because I deserved it. And it was just great. And, um, the unity of the fan base is what's really amazing to me and something that I looked at as I was going for myself to enjoy this concert. So everyone's outfits on social media. Um, there's one post specifically from a guy who said he went to the show by himself and he had a great time and he posted a picture of what he looked like. And I basically complimented him like you look great and it makes me feel good to know that you had a good time going by yourself because I'm going by myself as well. And he was like, oh, it's going to be so great. It's so worth it. The, um, the energy was great. And then even the social media, right. Leading up to it, as far as like the, the energy mute challenge, like the unification, it was competition, but it unified the city and like, all right, when she gets here, we are going to win this challenge. And, um, you know, night three, Atlanta, we won, we won that challenge. I don't care who's doing what on any future city Atlanta won, but it's all in good friendly competition. Right. And it's just, I really, I really feel like, like that is, that's gotta be an amazing feeling to see that your fan base is listening to you when you say show up to the concert looking like this, that is a theme for the concert and it creates an experience. So the social media seeing clips does no justice to experiencing that show in person. Oh my God. And it's just, it was just amazing. DJ six, five, seven, eight, nine says, what was your favorite part of the show? What song? My personal favorite part. I was really hoping she was coming blue Ivy is on tour with her mama. And I wanted to see that in person. That's not my child. Beyonce, not my sister. But I felt like, a oh shoot, my camera cut out. I'm not paying attention to the time on my camera. <laughs> She's not my sister, but I felt like a proud auntie because we literally, and I feel emotional talking about this, but we literally, um, we literally saw Beyonce pregnant. And you know, if you saw the documentary, she had a miscarriage before she had blue Ivy and she announced her pregnancy with blue when she was doing that one performance for love on top. I forget which award show she was at, maybe MTV music awards or something. She announced her pregnancy there. And then we slowly got to see blue and man, ah, oh man, when blue Ivy came up on that stage, it was crazy. And I think she had on um, like a, a shiny camo suit. I felt great because I had on my camo suit with a shiny hat. And so I felt like I understood the assignment. I did. I did. I felt like I understood the assignment as far as like how you're supposed to dress when you come to the concert. And I made sure I worked out and ate right before this concert because I couldn't have my stomach looking crazy. I couldn't be looking crazy at a Beyonce concert. All right. You got to look good for Beyonce gotta look good for Beyonce. So that was my favorite part of the show is when Blue Ivy came out. That was my favorite part. Um, Dandel Photography 25 says too many times hits. Thank you. I'm getting a lot of good feedback from that song. That might be the first one to do a music video for. 
honestly. But yeah, it was just, it was just great. So I'm taking notes as far as how to build anticipation for a show. And Beyonce even said it on stage. She's been in the game for 25 years now. And to come to a tour where 70,000 people came to see you, 7, 14, 21, that's 210,000 people in, in the span of three days that came to see you perform after 25 years. Like, I wonder what that feels like. I really do. I wonder what that must feel like for Beyonce to have started when she was so young and now, oh, and like her blue being on stage, it's like she's passing the torch. I'm like, man, it just, it was just amazing, y'all. Let me get back into my notes because I'm, I'm veering off a little bit. So let's see the unifying the fan base with the social media, the energy mute challenge, creating the aesthetic for people to dress for wanting to look good for Beyonce um, and feeling inspired by that. So y'all, why is Beyonce the standard? Why is Beyonce amazing? Why is Beyonce amazing? And yeah, Maurice, I am getting like emotional thinking about it. Like, oh, and you know, it's also special for me because I used my vacation money. I've been saving for a vacation for a long time and I made the decision to just do this nice thing for myself and I'm money well spent. I must say money well spent. Obviously a great investment is going to see a Beyonce concert because the inspiration that I feel it's been weeks now, almost a month. It's been like three weeks since the concert. And I still feel inspired by the memory of me having gone to the concert. And it does get me emotional, you know? And it, it it's a reminder of why Beyonce is the standard. Because like I said, it, inspiring and unifying a fan base to show up the way that they do. And everybody to participate in like the energy mute challenge. Look around, everybody on mute. We were so quiet. And then she got excited. She's like, look around, it's me and my crew. Y'all won, y'all won, y'all won. And to be a part of that, and as somebody who I felt like I've been a loner for such a long time, and I feel like I don't really, I don't really have friends that I call on. A lot of my friends are guys, honestly, because I'm in the music industry and it's a male-driven industry. I don't wanna go with guys to a Beyonce concert if you're not my man unless we were good friends and it was like a group, but you know, it felt good. I was, even though I was by myself, I had an amazing experience and I felt part of something and that felt really great to experience. And um, I would hope to create a similar experience for my own fans, right? So that's something to take note of. And that's, that's why Beyonce is amazing. That's why Beyonce is the standard. So my specific points that I have, right? Why is Beyonce the standard? It's overall because she creates an experience. That pre-concert ritual of going shopping and primping and grooming yourself to look a certain way and fit the aesthetic of the concert, encouraging fans to dress up. We saw it with the Barbie movie, right? People just got excited and they showed up to the premiere wearing all pink and just super girly things. I missed out on that. I actually want to take myself to the movies to see the Barbie movie. I hope it's still in theaters. Side note, I really can't stand that just because everything goes to streaming, they don't let the they don't let movies sit in the theater for as long as they used to when I was growing up. And that's very frustrating. But anyway, we saw the same type of behavior with the Barbie movie that came out, right? Everyone got really excited. Even men were dressing up and taking their daughters to see the Barbie movie and wearing a little splash of pink or just getting into it. And ladies were dressed up like Barbie dolls. And I saw movie theaters had like this little setup where it looked like you were a Barbie in a box and just the participation and it's something fun to do that added to the experience before even stepping foot in the Mercedes-Benz stadium having that expectation of this is the aesthetic for the show. This is what we're all being encouraged to wear. And then when you go and everybody looks so good and you see like the unification of it all, it's really something amazing. It's really something amazing to study. 
and I was getting some looks. I was acting real cool. I put my shades on so I could like stop being so nervous, but I looked damn good, okay? Anyway, experience. Beyonce creates an experience and that is why she is the standard. That's why she's amazing. That's why she is the best. Stage performance and the athletics of her show. In the overview, the introduction that I gave, I told you that she did a two hour show. She went on at nine and I was home by midnight. So it was, it was a two hour show, okay? For two hours straight, and maybe she wasn't dancing the entire two hours, but the closest thing I can relate this show to is movie, like the, like a theater, not a movie theater, like a stage play, a theater play. It's a nonstop show for two hours. And I thought things ran pretty, pretty smoothly at our show. I think there was maybe one instance where she had some issues with the sound, but the way they handled it, I, you, you just would never know even, but, um, two hours of pure theater and production, the choreography, the outfit changes, just her stage performance, right? This is something that a previous manager of mine told me that I shouldn't do. You don't start with the slow songs, but Beyonce started with a slow song. She started with dangerously in love. She said, Atlanta, I love you. <laughs> you know what I love about my voice? I have a deep voice just like Beyonce. We got, we both have deep sultry voices, but she started with dangerously in love and then she went into flaws and all. And it was basically like, I love y'all so much for coming out. I love you. And y'all came here for me despite my flaws. And the thing, my other favorite moment from the show. So aside from her bringing out Blue Ivy, my other favorite moment from the show was when she was singing Flaws and All. And she said, um, she said something. I forget which line it was, but she went like this to her arm and you could see like the fat moving. And I'm like, Beyonce, are you telling me you're not perfect? That was just the most beautiful illustration for the song Flaws and All. And it was, it's something very simple, right? But coming from somebody like Beyonce, coming from Beyonce, it's like, girl, nobody thinks you have any imperfection. Nobody thinks you, I'm like, you're human, so I'm sure you do, but you're Beyonce. And to see Beyonce point out the fat on her underarm, and she hinted that she smokes weed. Yes, yes, yes. Um. She hinted that she smokes. She did something where it was it was like this, but then she went off the mic and she was like, and the crowd went wild. And it was just like, wow. Her personality shined through in that moment. And part of her stage presence, so that those two songs, Dangerously in Love and Flaws and All, beautiful outfit. She's standing in one part of the stage. She doesn't have to move. It's all about a vocal showcase and she's hitting every note. The mic is on. She's hitting every note, you know? And the personality of what she's doing while she's performing these songs, despite not dancing and moving and all of that, it's effective, it's great, it's relatable. You can't take her eyes off her, not just because she's Beyonce, but the visuals are just amazing. It's like heavenly blue skies. And I think they had like the fog machine going on in the background. And she had this silver gown with like a, a sheer sparkly scarf over her head. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. But um, other parts of the show, obviously she had a bunch of outfit changes, the choreography, the um, what's that one song that dun, 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 dun. And it was just like, so cool to see. <laughs> the, uh, the athleticism and the breath control. I, I told y'all the mic was on. Her vocals, live. Breath control, amazing. Even when she was doing the choreography, to go from like all of this movement, right? And then stop and sing a note smoothly, that's actually very difficult. And if you're, not, if you're not trained properly, you will end up sounding like you're out of breath. <sighs> Gotta protect my breath, even like in the say, you know? 
but she was coming from doing these, gotta protect my gray, keep it locked in the safe. You know what I'm saying? And she was hitting, like, obviously, obviously she has mastered the instrument that is her voice. And I try to tell my clients, I try to tell my artists, your voice is an instrument. You need to practice playing. <laughs> you need to practice. Um, what is so interesting is how people, the trend has been like, especially going to these showcases and these open mics, people are not singing live. They're not singing live and they are having their full song playing and they're shouting over top of their own. So it was very refreshing to see the standard on stage singing, the mic is on and she sounds just like the record. Okay, so here's another point. I didn't write this down. She sounds just like the record, but what I took note of is she made little variables in her performance that let you know it was a live performance. So something that I'm guilty of, right? And not exactly because I do veer off from the recorded song a little bit, but that was like a confirmation from her. People are here to see you live. So give them live elements. Don't sing the song exactly how the record is. That's boring. People already know what the record sounds like. She kept subverting my expectations on songs by doing these runs like um I wasn't expecting ugh, another favorite part of mine I was not expecting to be able to get the Dubai vocal run that she did where she did that one love crack a little bit and that's not even the right key it should be a little higher but I don't want to yell in y'all's ears too much but she did that run I loved that run when I saw her I saw the clips of it <laughs> I loved that run when I saw the clips of it from the Dubai show that was a preview to renaissance by the way okay I loved that run and there was something else she did during Dangerously in Love and Flaws and All as well, if I'm not mistaken. And she just, the runs that she was doing to let you know, baby, this is a live show. And I know you know how the song goes, but let me show you why I'm Beyonce. Let me show you why I am the standard. Let me show you why I'm amazing. And the mic is on, by the way. The mic is on. And it's, I think it's inconceivable for some people because... There's been so much mediocrity for well over 10 years now. Like Beyonce really has been the only consistent quality that we've seen. I would say Nicki Minaj as well, as far as music. I have never been to a Nicki Minaj show. I hope to do one before she decides to have too many kids and retire. But um, as far as just an overall quality artist, she has been the consistent. She's been the constant for all of these years. And um, people have gotten so used to hearing somebody singing over a track that it's inconceivable that Beyonce's microphone would be on during a show after all of these years. Like, why is that so hard to believe? She can sing. She's amazing. She's doing this live. Like, your, your job is to sing. Why would you not sing, you know? And as an artist, your job is to perform your song. Why would you not perform your song? So just praises, praises, Beyonce, praises, okay? So stage performance and the athletics of her show, two hours, pure production, straight through, all the way, choreography, outfit changes, the mic is on, the breath control is controlled, the breathing, the breathing is controlled. The next point, caring about appearance and presentation and this is, sorry, I think I lost signal on my internet connection. So caring about appearance and presentation. Nope, my internet is still out. Anyway, 
So I, I briefly mentioned this, right? When I was talking about the aesthetic that everybody was encouraged to follow for this tour, that's one thing for the fans. And then Beyonce matches, but of course she won up subs. She, <sighs> there's so many looks y'all. Like the videos that I saw of this tour from Europe, I was expecting to see those costumes, but it's like she's changed the, the look. She's changed her wardrobe every city she's gone to. There's been slight differences for these shows. Like I was very happy that she wore and I love it. There's already some knockoff versions available on like Amazon, but the bodysuit, the gold bodysuit with the black hands with the red nails, like all over her body cupping like the private parts that Oh my God, that suit is amazing. That suit is amazing. I would love to wear it if I could find a good quality one. That's beautiful. But in another city, she has it in silver with the same design. And um, what was something? She and Blue still had like the army camo during that song. It'll come around my way, around my way. Black Parade. I'm on my parade, oh. And then what's that song? I can't remember the title of it, but it's my bloodline on the front line. Get them blue. They feel our way. Oh, wow. They feel our way. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's just, ah. So she had some similarities, but the attention to detail of personalizing looks for different, like for different cities, y'all, the amount of planning, the amount of budget that this must have taken, the planning alone, right? I hear stories of them doing like eight and 10 hour rehearsal days for the choreography, but that's what it takes. You're practicing eight hours a day, five days a week for probably eight, eight months to a year for a two hour show. But once you get it, you got it. And you're doing that at every show from that point on, right? It just, oh, the presentation. And another form of presentation, right? The visuals during this, like I mentioned that she had the big LED screens in the background, right? You could see her the entire time. It was live video feed. So if anyone was sitting far away, like you still had a crystal clear vision of Beyonce on the stage. And that is an entire TV screen, basically. The visuals that this woman had for her transitions, she would transition, so okay. She would sing and then there would be a transition. She would go behind the half moon thing. She would go behind that door or there's a platform that took her under the stage. Each time there was a transition, that would happen. The dancers would come up or there would be a light show going on or there would be a video presentation basically. Um, the visuals that she shot for this, like clean, clean. And there's animation and there's movement and, ugh, oh, Beyonce, damn it, Beyonce. She's just so damn good. She's so good at what she does. And lastly, involving the crowd, the crowd participation. I mentioned it when I talked about the social media and how there's like this friendly competition between cities when it comes to the energy mute challenge. So that was a great, a great way for basically the world to be unified because every city that she's gone to, we are expecting the energy mute challenge. And Atlanta won. I'm sorry to the rest of y'all. We're just the best. We are the best. But that unification and that setting of expectations for the ultimate, the ultimate crowd participation, like it's amazing to me. It's amazing to me. Um, what else do we, she said something about that y'all bring y'all's fans. That's like reaffirming the standard of the looks that she wanted fans to show up in. And it just, y'all, oh, it was just so great. So as an artist to see that, 
I told y'all that, and if you've been listening to me for a while, I've been saying how numb, essentially, I've been feeling about music lately. And I'm the worst person to ask about new artists or don't ask me to sing anything that's come out in the past five years. I don't, I might know about it, but I don't know it. I didn't memorize it. I don't care to memorize it. It doesn't affect me. It doesn't impact me. And so I was really worried. Like, why do I have such a disconnect from music? And I think I just have been surrounded by mediocrity and I've been so discouraged by what the industry is doing that I kind of lost the fire for it. I lost the passion for it a little bit. So to attend this Beyonce concert and be reminded of what it's supposed to look like, of what it's supposed to be, to be reminded of why I fell in love with music in the first place, because Beyonce is one of those artists that I've been watching since I was a little girl. And Destiny's Child days, that's what inspired me to want to be a singer. Just the looks, the stage presence, the performance, the ability to unite people, the ability to influence the room and influence the energy. Like she she encouraged us to dance and get and people actually got up and danced you know the people the type of people that is the fan base the type of people that is the beehive right the energy was so so amazing in that concert y'all like I went by myself but I did not feel alone I went by myself and but nobody made me feel bad about it everybody left me to hell alone (laughs) (laughs) there might've been some points where of course I was talking to the people sitting around me, but it was not weird that I was there by myself. I didn't get any weird looks. Like everyone's just having a good time in their own world, in their own little friend groups. But to see this show, the Renaissance world tour, it gave me like, it fanned my flame and it gave me a little more juice, a little more, what do they call it? A little more gasoline. It pumped up my fire a lot to witness this Renaissance tour in person. And I'm grateful for that because I needed something to inspire me. And I guess really only Beyonce could do that. I felt the same after Alicia Keys as well, but it's different because the type of show that Alicia Keys puts on is just different from what Beyonce does. Um, I love them both. I love Alicia for the soul but I love Beyonce for the athleticism of it all, you know? And to see it, just a whole a whole new respect, a whole new appreciation and a whole new renewal for the pursuit of excellence. This is what I got into it for and this is what I would strive to deliver to my own fan base and what can I learn from Beyonce? And she's a standard, she's amazing. So. That is my recap of the Renaissance World Tour, night three in Atlanta. Oh, I could talk about Beyonce for hours, 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 hours. But thank y'all so much for tuning in to Lex Chat. What do y'all think about this recap? Why is Beyonce amazing? Why do you consider her to be the standard? I will not debate anyone on this. Yeah, just answer that in the comments down below or if you leave a review or if you participate in the polls on Spotify, if you listen on Spotify, then let me know. Why is she the standard? Why is she amazing? Why is she the best? We're not debating. We already know that she is. Okay. Thanks. So yeah, you can catch these chats live on Instagram at Lexi ATL to be part of the conversation, or you can catch the replays on Spotify, Apple podcasts, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Leave comments and reviews. Those greatly help me with the algorithm and all of that. If you would like to become a sponsor for Lex Chat, there are two ways to do so. Become a patron at patreon.com slash LexiATL or buy ad spots during the podcast for your business or service. Details on how to do that are in the description, okay? And I also said it at the top of the episode. But before we go, I want to give another shout out to my patrons, Mr. Flat Shoals and Eldon Cleary. Thank you guys so much for allowing me to 
bring this creative content to you. And uh, last reminders, remember that the album Love Reset, my album is out, Love Reset, and you can buy physical copies at LexiATL.com. Be part of the experience. Get the memorabilia. Have the hard physical copy available, okay? LexiATL.com. Coffee date, first Sunday of the month. The next one is gonna be Sunday, October 1st. Creatives just talking and brainstorming and helping one another with ideas. The We Outside workout, that's the last Sunday of the month. The next one is going to be September 24th in Atlanta, okay? But thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to me rant and rave about Beyonce and the Renaissance World Tour. My name is Lexi. Until next time, peace. Today enjoy.